Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience, a podcast confronting current events, politics, comedy, and calamity, all from the perspective of a trans titaness. She's a verbal black belt, skilled in the art of roasting, the hellmouth, doomsayer, CEO of the Amazon position. Here's your host, Cameron Ellen Terrell. Welcome back to Tranos and the Lived Experience. I'm your host, Cameron Ellen Jarrell, a.k.a. Tranos. Say it with your whole chest or I will force you to watch a whole fucking alpha male convention in its entirety. I will force your eyes open and make you watch that. No drinks, no food, no water, no bathroom. Um, this is the show that tried, to, uh, that tried out for Fear Factor for a vacation. Yeah, that's how poor I am. I tried out for uh, Fear Factor 13 years ago just because I wanted to leave Rochester. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> and this is this episode is entitled Problematic Podcast Peddlers. Today, we're going to be talking about several uh, air quotes men, namely uh, the host of the Fresh and Fit podcast, Walter Weeks and Myron Gaines, as well as touching on Joe Rogan. And um, believe me, assholes, I am prepared for your death threats and all that other stuff. And with that being said, um, boy, if you don't get. So let's get into it. Um, first off, I want to say that, like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to hear from you guys on the social medias. Um, check out my Twitter. Um, the, that's at the Tranos. That's capital T-H-E, capital T-R-A-N-O-S. On Instagram, it's Tranos Lives, all lowercase. That's T-R-A-N-O-S-L-I-V-E-S. And on TikTok, check me out on there. Um, it is the Tranos, all lowercase once again. And that's T-H-E-T-R-A-N-O-S. This episode is brought to you by the, the meetings of marijuana and music. Today's in, um, episode is inspired by Chevelle's 1991 hit, Point Number One. And the strain to, uh, for today's consumption during this episode that you will need it's called skunk number one. You see what I did there? See what I did there? One of the original hybrids to ever be developed back in the 1970s. It's a terrific genetic blend that has spawned on many other big names in cannabis in the cannabis industry. And that's because of its amazing effects and medicinal properties. Even though it has a distinct, distinct skunky odor, skunk number one is so beneficial in treating anxiety, stress disorder, depression, and anger issues, which I'm going to be giving you today. So let's jump right in. First, everybody's been talking about this podcast, uh, Fresh and Fit, right? It's just these two guys, like th what they claim to be doing is that their show aims to help navigate men through the current dating world. And how that transcribes to regular people is misogyny. They teach you tricks of the trade. They teach you this thing called negging where they bring in a slew of women and then just kind of roast them to their face. And for, for them, that's been highly successful because men at their core are problematic um, until last week, until they came up against IG model Brittany Renner, who um, asked them some tough questions and got no answers. Complete silence. Joe Budden made some comments regarding the two Walter Weeks and Myron Gaines, and I quote, uh, we already know 
that black women are the most degraded people on the planet. But who the fuck are these niggas? End quote. I don't normally uh, align with Joe Button, so uh, fuck you, Walter Weeks and Mr. Gaines, uh, for putting me in a position where I had to. Um, your takes are sophomoric, childish, repetitive, unoriginal. Uh, nothing that you say is based on any fact. You're not like an expert in anything. One of you is a former cop. The other one is a medical slash bioengineer, I'm guessing. That's just a guess on the second one because I just didn't have the time to look them up because fuck them. That's why. <laughs> um, they, 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 they had a couple episodes out now. And people, my question is, is that why is their popularity skyrocketing? And like, I already know the answer, but it's just like, it's so disheartening as a podcaster on one of the same network system. They're on Spotify. Uh, they're on Apple Music. We're both we both share those uh, those platforms. We're both on those platforms. And it just it, it it's not surprising to me, but it's it's very disparaging to know that unoriginal, mediocre men are able to just pick up a microphone, call whatever they're doing a podcast, and then other mediocre men will listen to it. And a few of their episodes, it's just them like bringing on women and then just being disrespectful. That's literally all they're doing. They're just being disrespectful. Um, they follow the lock and key analogy. And if you don't know what the lock and key analogy is, I'll put it into perspective for you. Uh, it's great, as they as they say, it would think about having a key, a master key, a key that can unlock every lock. That's a great key. Now, think about the lock. What if you had a lock that unlocks for every key? That's a terrible key. So these are the analogies for uh, uh, dick and vagina uh, given to us by sophomoric children. And um, that analogy is supposed to dictate um, the value of women based upon sexual partners, seeing as though there are still men out there that believe that a, a woman having lots of sexual partners degrades her while also doing the same thing makes them great. They get to sow their wild oats and all that old fucking patriarchal bullshit. But like that's one of the, the, the things that they, they're founded on. Another thing is that they love telling women that they're not special, even though neither one of these men are special at all. There's nothing special about them. It's just two men with a microphone, which is a fucking pandemic after fucking COVID. One of the things that happened to us was isolation. Another thing that happened to us was a disconnect from daily um habits. And the third thing that happened to us was men creating podcasts. There are so many podcasts that sprung up out of COVID that are literally the same format. It's um, negging, misogyny, uh, homophobia, transphobia, classism. It's all about, oh, successful alpha males and everyone else's betas or like um, how women are subhuman compared to men. Um this fuels the attacks on women. These kind of conversations um, deepen the trauma that's happening amongst men and, and, and solidifies like toxic masculinity. So we're like, what right? What, if we got these guys at the, the helm of the ship, they are piloting us towards toxic masculinity to the core of it. And they don't see a problem with that. And asking once again, like what made them experts on talking about these things? I really wish that men would listen to women for their dating advice. I really wish that they would get more in touch with their emotions because a lot of this thing just spins, um, spins from rejection. 
They don't know how to handle rejection. Men in their entire, like, as a as a, a species, don't know how to handle rejection. They feel like everything should be entitled to them. Thus, the upping in, like, people being, women being murdered and assaulted for rejecting men in open spaces. There have been cases of that that have been going on for f fucking eons. But more prevalent in the last couple of years, they've been at a higher rate and, 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 and more salacious. They've just been happening out in public spaces. There was a girl... In New York, right before COVID started, she walked into a bodega. She was greeted by some man. He um, asked to speak to her. Um, she told him she had a boyfriend. She wasn't interested. Sorry. She was very nice about it, says the people in the store. Um, she goes, the, the man leaves the store in a huff. Uh, she goes to leave the store where the man and three of his friends decided that they were going to jump her. And he bit her in the face. So what I'm saying is. That podcast, like f Fresh and Fit, they just fuel that kind of fire. And not for nothing, it's not even fucking entertaining. Like, I tried to sit through two episodes of it, and I was just, I was done after watching them bring on um, uh, three black women just to tell them that dark-skinned black women ain't shit. That's literally what they did, that that's not their preference. So they would degrade an entire grouping of people based upon color, like they're not two men of color. That's the surprising shit. They're two men of color, and they're just on some fucking hotep misogynistic shit. Next, the grandfather of problematic uh, podcast peddlers. Joe motherfucking Rogan, it's your turn to step up to the plate. And this one stings a little bit more for me um, as a listener of podcasts, as a human being, as a trans woman, because we haven't talked about the fact that Joe Rogan has just been openly transgressing against trans people since 2013. Since 2013, his show was like starting to gain momentum and all these other things. And then he realized that saying problematic things got him listeners. And y'all fell for it. I can tell you with all honesty that um, just from knowing Joe Rogan as a character on television, just from hearing him um, commentate UFC fights, hearing stories about him um, from other comedians and things like that that I had no interest in listening to his show at all. I listened to one episode this week just so I would have something to go off of because you can't really uh, judge a book by its cover is what people say. So I wanted to get a taste for his content. And I just want to tell you right off the bat, I feel like his content is tailored for affliction t-shirt wearing white incels. It's nothing but racism, privilege, transphobia, and contradiction on full display every episode. Every episode. Not to mention the fact that the motherfucker is passing out COVID misinformation like it's going out of style. So much that like legendary rock stars are leaving Spotify just to not be associated with him. I wish I was in a position to do such a thing. Um, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I don't have millions of subscribers. I'm not a musician. I don't have music in their catalog. But like, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of disgusting. So the timeline is 2014. I spoke about this before in another episode. Feel free to look through my catalog. In 2014, there was this rise of this trans fighter. Her name was Phelan Fox. And that is when Joe Rogan decided to throw his hat into the ring on uh, just openly attacking trans people. He had several guests on. They talked about it for episode after episode after episode where they just didn't believe that trans women had the right to fight as women. 
because they think that their bones are more dense and, and, and a whole bunch of like just scientific misinformation. Don't take medical information of any kind from a motherfucker who would take ivermectin. Joe Rogan is a straight up dickhead and people are taking medical information that this guy spouts as the gospel truth. Um, he said things about her bone density being too much um, that she would be able to withstand blows that other women would not be able to. Um, he questioned whether she should be allowed to fight at all. Now, this is a person who had been fighting pretty much their whole life, um, ex-military, um, all these kind of things, who passed testing by the athletic commissions to be allowed to fight and then was questioned by someone who wasn't a fucking doctor. We have Ronda Rousey on the show where she fucking spouted off transphobic and we gave her a pass. Like not we y'all I'm going to say that shit. Y'all gave that bitch a pass. Ronda Rousey is not only a low key fucking racist. She's also transphobic as fuck and a whole bitch. When you think about it, she's just a bitch for no reason. The baddest woman on the planet ain't got hands. There's the crook in your armor. Everybody's so afraid was so afraid of Ronda Rousey until somebody figured out she didn't have fucking hands. And if she spent more time in the gym working on her boxing and less time in studios talking about trans people, maybe she wouldn't have got her ass whooped. Yeah, I said it. What you going to do? Send your people after me. I don't give a fuck. So back to what I was saying, Joe Rogan's history is ridiculous. And like the privilege that goes to like, all right, let's be real. Everybody knows Joe Rogan primarily as the host of Fear Factor. There are very few people who knows that he's been a very long time comedian. He was a comedian for a very long time before Fear Factor. And he was coming up in the ranks. He was having trouble um, getting into certain places. Uh, and he was very upset about comedians that steal material. Enter Carlos Mancia. Now, Carlos Mancia had been accused of stealing comedy, stealing comedic bits and stealing jokes from people for literally years at this point. Um, lots of uh, comedians of color, lots of women comedians have stated out loud that Carlos Mencia was stealing jokes, stealing skits for his show, that Minded Mencia was doing all of those things. Enter Joe Rogan. Now, this situation happened in a nightclub. Carlos Mencia was open, was um, doing a show at a nightclub. He was the head, um, headliner of the show. Um, uh, Joe Rogan walked up to the stage. He was given a mic and he confronted Carlos Mencia. He was almost set up to do so. And this is when his comedy career skyrocketed. This is when people started noticing him because he was this nonchalant, tough guy who faced Carlos Mencia, a pudgy dad bodied fucking joke thief. So he got up there. He called him out for it. They had a back and forth and all this other shit. Carlos Mencia falls into fucking shadowy fucking uh, uh, never, never realm for comedy. And Joe Rogan skyrockets. And that persona of him, that tough guy, martial artist persona. Oh, he's like a fucking he, he's he's one of the early commentators for MMA. They brought him in. Uh, he's he's so cool. and He's so tough. That appealed to you. Affliction shirt wearing Ed Hardy collectible having ass white boys. Y'all eat his shit up. He gets to go on and smoke weed in a, in a time when marijuana was illegal. He got to smoke weed with Elon Musk. Talk about how he does exotic drugs to expand his mind. And like, to be totally honest with you, he's had three or four comedy like fucking shows that came out. And his material is literally the same thing as the guys from Fresh and Fit. It's the same material. It's them feeding off of each other and building these platforms that are the same concoction. It's the same Oh, we'll mix a little misogyny in there. We'll call this new generation soft. 
We'll blame women for the softness of men. We'll blame women for homosexuality. We'll blame homosexuals uh, uh, for predatory things. Uh, we'll make rape jokes and um, we'll, we'll kind of just like we'll neg them and we'll do drugs. That's what they do. Like, it's not a new concept. It's not a new concept at all. Um, Joe Rogan has attacked Caitlyn Jenner. I'm going to tell you something right now, y'all. I know y'all about to get on me because I like fucking call out Caitlyn Jenner. But I call out Caitlyn Jenner in a totally different way. I called Caitlyn Jenner out for her her policies, for how she moves within the community, for things that she's done. I don't call her out because of what she is. We are the same thing. Joe Rogan got to go on stage and do a bit that that angered Caitlyn Jenner and, and, and harmed her and harmed the trans community. And no one said a thing because of the privilege that he holds. Dave Chappelle went and did the same thing. And he got a sort of backlash, but he only got that backlash because he was a black man doing it. They're both fucking wrong for doing it. There was no backlash. And not to mention, the fact, that Joe is also one of those avid commentators on cancel culture. He loves talking about cancel culture, even though him and Dave Chappelle, most people who do shit like that, most privileged people um, in, in entertainment don't really get canceled. They get a slap on the wrist. They get a fall in sales for a couple of months and they need to get to come back on their revision story with a revisionist history where they were the victim. Joe Rogan, Dave Chappelle, all the comedians of that ilk, once they found out that podcasts were lucrative, they all started getting podcasts. Joe Rogan's podcast has been nothing but vitriol for its entirety, and it is the highest grossing podcast on Spotify. He gets paid more than any podcaster in the world to do what? I, literally, if I was a hateful human being, I would be able to do the exact same thing as him. But the fallout for me saying the things that he says would be immediate because I'm feminine, I'm trans, and I'm black. He's coded in this privilege where he just gets to walk around saying whatever the fuck he wants. The episode that I watched was um, his guest was Jordan Peterson. A terrible human being. Jordan Peterson is a terrible human being. He's made comments in the past about how, like, we should be segregated based upon color. He's also made comments about how being a trans person, well, what he likens being a trans person to, because he thinks that being trans is all-encompassing of HRT and surgeries and those kind of things. He thinks that what we go through is satanic ritual abuse. This coming from a man who believes that segregating people based upon color is still loving in the eyes of God. And they love bringing up spirituality and all this kind of shit to justify their bullshit, even though it can't. Not only has Jordan Peterson said fucked up shit about trans people and fucked up things about race relations, like he's just an open fucking misogynist. He's just a whole misogynist. His whole shtick is I'm attacking trans women he doesn't attack trans men he attacks trans women and then when he's done attacking us he negs cisgender women for being weak and joe rogan decided to bring him on and have a kiki and what this all boils down to in my mind is just he knows like there's no doubt in my mind that Joe Rogan knows that this is he's doing this not only because he's problematic, but because there's a fucking fandom out there that's eating this shit up. That's eating this fucking shit up It's deplorable. It's disgusting. 
but he's getting paid to do it. So he's going to continue to do it because he gets to live this lavish life where he only gets to have to come in for, what, a couple days a week and do two hours of work that requires him to just work off of the vitriol script. That's really it. That's really all he's doing, guys. Like you're being fucking tricked into believing that you're listening to some kind of fucking audio art. And really, like if you really want to think about it, like what's he saying that's new? Hmm? I'll give you a moment. I'll let you sit on it for a second. Like if somebody can message me or email us at our social at the social medias I gave earlier and let us know, like, what do you think that he's providing entertainment wise for anyone else that you haven't heard from every other bigot that you've come into contact with? The Joe Rogan experience show could be done at a Thanksgiving dinner with your problematic uncle. Wow. Oh, wow. You surprised that I said that? I'm gonna say it one more time. The Joe Rogan experience could be done at your Christmas party with your problematic uncle. You've heard all this shit before. The, they don't. The, it's not original thought. They take the thoughts that they grew up with. They say them out loud and then they bring in uh, guests. And I want things that uplift you and enlighten you. They want things that rile you up and give you salacious value. So they'll say wild shit because not only is Joe Rogan fucking problematic, he's also contradictory. There have been several instances where he apologized for what he did to Phelan Fox and then doubled down immediately after. Like he single handedly ruined her career. He brought in other fighters to talk about her. He brought in other guests who were transphobic to talk about trans people and talk about trans people and fighting. None of them were athletic commission medical doctors. None of them experienced transition. None of them had any like inkling on endocrinology, but he just brought a, a, a slew of people in, in and after. He even apologized for Caitlyn Jenner. He even apologized for what he said about Caitlyn Jenner, only to double down on it in his next special, his next comedy special. He just doubled down on it. He's contradictory as fuck. He's wish-washy like a motherfucker. And the thing about it is these networks that he's signed to and these deals that he made, they're not going to hold him accountable because they put too much money into him. They get too much traffic because of him. So I'm asking. No, I'm fuck asking. I'm going to say this with my whole chest. If you listen to Joe Rogan, tell me why. Check us out at the social medias and just let me know why. Title it, This Is Why I Listen to Joe Rogan. If you listen to Fresh and Fit, tell me why. Do the same thing. Get at us at our socials and tell me why you listen to Fresh and Fit. Tell me what enrichment or enlightenment you get from it other than feeling better about yourself after having some man audially fillet you. Hmm? I know y'all was waiting for a bunch of buttons and, and jokes today. Fuck that. Um, Joe Rogan is a pest. He's a peddler of bad podcasting and he's the richest podcaster in the world. He makes more money than anyone. Everybody's like, oh, you're just jealous. No, I'm not jealous. I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted at the palettes that that people have for this kind of shit. Like you'll you'll tune in weekly to hear this fucking bogus asshole comedian act like an intellectual because he took ayahuasca once. I'm disgusted because you'll listen to the guys from Fresh and Fit give you expert advice on relationships and how to handle women. And neither one of them have a fucking woman. Brittany Renner walked through their show and damaged it. She damaged everything they were saying. She damaged their egos. She put everything that they had to say on Front Street and, and destroyed it, dismantled it, drove through it. And y'all still listening to them.
So tell me why. I would like to know what's so intriguing about it because I've listened to both shows and they're both trash. They're both trash. Joe Rogan hasn't said a profound thing ever. Him and his white comedian friends get to sit around and talk about the jokes that they uh, that they wrote together, the comedy shows that they've been to, the debauchery that they've done, and that's what you're into. But you're avoiding the fact that some of that stuff is harmful. Some of the things that they do is harmful. Some of the things that they say is harmful. And you're just calling people snowflakes. You just boil it down to people being sensitive. But when you call out Joe Rogan for saying something like that, he's the most sensitive person on the fucking planet. Him and Dana White get along so well because they're the same fucking person. And they're both problematic. They both really don't care about the genres that they represent. Joe Rogan knows that he could turn his microphone on at any point in time and fart into it. And a bunch of you fucking bullshit ass affliction t-shirt wearing fucking Osiris glass owning fucking uh, I got fucking truck nuts assholes will listen to it. Because America. Fuck immigrants. Black and browns are bad. Trans people are perverts, right? That's it, right? No scientific bagging. No countermeasures or counter like ideals are allowed in that space. He just creates an echo chamber for you to hear yourself. I imagine that you sit next to your coffee table in your, your barely furnished apartment with Lubriderm lotion next to yourself and you stroke yourself as he strokes your ego. Same thing for you lonely ass motherfuckers who turn on fresh and fit thinking you're going to get the fucking information you need to snag a bad bitch from two dudes who have no bitches. The arrogance of the one I don't I can't tell them apart, but on fresh and fit, one of them is definitely a cop. Was law enforcement. He gives off law enforcement energy and the things that he said are so vile about women that you can't think that it didn't influence his work. There's some woman out there who got roughed up by him. There's some woman out there who got talked to down by him, got the condescending smirk and all that other shit and probably got assaulted by him. You can't walk around with that kind of vitriol for fucking women and not exercise it on a daily basis. The other one just kind of sits like a bump on the law and nods his head. He's like the fucking like like a new age motherfucking Andy like, it's just it's just weird. Like he just fucking kind of sits there and nods and goes along with it and giggles. Nothing that they say is original. It's from the whole handbook. Let's degrade women in general, but let's start with black women. Let's start with black women is where they come from. I know I've been jumping back and forth, but the narrative is the same with both shows. It's just shows run by Neolithic, Neanderthal-like men who believe that they're entitled to these things that they're not. You're not entitled to, to the, the ideas that you have about other people. You don't get to spout that kind of shit now, they're like, aren't you doing the same thing? No, I'm not. Notice, not once did I attack them based upon their race. Not once did I attack them based upon something that they didn't do. All I'm doing is reiterating to you that the the recipe to be a successful male podcaster is rooted in problematics of all kinds. Xenophobia homophobia, transphobia, racism, misogyny, this fake success thing. 
like these success-driven people who have they're free thinkers. They're, they're they're what's so free about their thinking pattern if they both share? If all three of these men who probably have never met each other, have never met each other, have the same thought processes and almost the same show format. You think about that. Just give it a minute. You know what I'm saying? You think about that. And while you're thinking about that, we're going to take a small break so I can hit this marijuana. If you hear gurgling, coughing, grow up. Skuck number one, you my only friend. So with that being said, if you feel like brave enough to answer those questions or uh, send us a message regarding how you, what you think about our content, um, feel free to let me know. Um, Twitter, it's at The Tranos, capital T-H-E-T-R-A-N-O-S. On Instagram, check us out at Tranos Lives, all lowercase T-R-A-N-O-S-L-I-V-E-S. And on TikTok, you can check us out to see when our next shows are going to be coming out. And that's at The Tranos, that's all lowercase T-H-E-T-R-A-N-O-S. And make sure... When when you contact us, that you know I'm I'm not afraid of conflict. I'm not afraid of a conversation with you about anything. I asked an honest question, and I would like an honest answer. Save your death threat for someone who's afraid. And with that being said, this has been Tranos and the lived experience. I'm your host Cameron Ellen Jarrell, aka Tranos. Say it with your whole chest, or I'll come to your show and tear your shit down, Brittany Renner style. You bitch ass nigga.